Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at Houts. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. Well, they did it, Jake. Steven Ross and Chris Greer loaded up on ultra balls and probably a master ball and did the unthinkable. They landed themselves what appears to be the candidate they wanted all along in 49ers offense coordinator Mike McDaniel, and they did it on Mewtwo's birthday. We have lots to talk about here on Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. But first, let me introduce you to my co-host, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Jake, how are you doing and what were you thinking when news broke that the Dolphins finally got their new head coach? Josh, what a fun, I guess, 24 hours, and it had nothing to do with the one football game that was actually on being the Pro Bowl. Uh, there were some rumors, and I have to admit, I was a little scared, Josh. We were we were DMing a little bit yesterday, and we were talking about the fact that we might have to go back to that Week 7 podcast against the Jaguars, Week 8, whatever it may be, and find where I said I want Kellen Moore to be the coach and use it as a victory lap because it kind of felt like the – Winds of change were coming that McDaniel was no longer the favorite, even though he was the Dolphins Twitter. He was the coach of the people. That is who uh, Mike McDaniel is going to be for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Josh, there was a little while there where it seemed like Kellen Moore might actually come out and end up being the guy. Yeah, man. I mean, there was a moment there where you and I, I told you I was going to dig up the old quote. We were going to start promoting that. That was going to be our entire, you know, shtick moving forward. We announced Kellen Moore <laughs> week seven. We would have to live and die by that. I, w- I was a little scared, but man, you're right. It just feels good that the Dolphins at least apparently got the candidate they wanted. I don't know if you saw the report, but it came out that I think this went from a 40 to 50 minute Zoom meeting. I mean, the Dolphins saw enough in that, that they, you know, missed out on Brian Dable, missed out on some of those other candidates and waited around. I think what he interviewed for 10 hours on Friday, that, and then, you know, Kellen Moore, on Saturday, we sat there all day on Sunday, just wondering, waiting. You know, could it be Kellen Moore? I don't know, man. I talked myself into Kellen Moore a little bit. I won't, I won't lie about it because I thought that's where it was headed. But when all was said and done, the Dolphins got Mike McDaniel, next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, Josh, is that a little concerning to you when you hear that they were so impressed by their hour-long Zoom meeting that they were willing to pass on someone like Brian Dable or let a couple other guys kind of slip by just to wait for him? Like, is that a sign that the you know, the owner and GM can be easily won over or their opinions quickly being swayed. Is that a concern or is it just his other elevator pitch was that good and, and he got them to buy in and I'm, you know, already overreacting. You, I mean, we have to overreact though, man. <laughs> After what we've been through over these last, you know, last coaches, there's no reason not to overreact, but I think it's a little bit of both, man. And I guess, you know, time will tell, we'll see, you know, what type of staff he puts together, you know, 
what he can do as an NFL head coach, but I do think it speaks volumes. You know, last year, the Dolphins, the offense coordinator, they reached out, they tried, you know, hire Mike McDaniel to come over from, what was it? Quarterback coach over here to offense coordinator. I mean, that probably mm-hmm. wasn't a Brian Flores move. Right. So, I mean, whatever Chris Greer Good saw point. in that, I mean, he sat there and, you know, saw enough that, you know, as soon as those candidates came out, I mean, this was the guy that, you know, we fell in love with. And, you know, it's so much more than just um, the Mike Jones quote. I mean, let's be honest, man, you're reading off yes. the quotes from Kittle, you know, Debo Samuel, you know, Andrew Hawkins, just these different things. Things. I mean, everyone seems to love this guy. They continue to say just how much input he's had in that Kyle Shanahan system, been by his side again his entire career. So I'm excited, man. It's just so funny. Again, you go back to that last press conference with Flores and Stephen Ross say, you know, we don't want that Sean McVay guy. We're not looking for that offensive guy. We're looking for a guy that can, you know, oversee things. Well, guess what? That didn't work. Now they're right back on that Sean McVay train. And I am not complaining about it whatsoever, Josh. Uh, McDaniel was a ball boy for Mike Shanahan in Denver. Uh, he played wide receiver at Yale. He's been coaching since uh, with Kyle Shanahan since Houston. And Josh, I think the big thing, and we just want to see what this McRun game is going to look like in Miami. Yeah, man, I, I'm glad you brought up the Yale thing because I mean, I was gonna make a joke. I mean, what if the quarter? What if Ryan Fitzpatrick was here? I mean, how much Yale Harvard stuff would we just continue to hear every single? You're already doing it. Um, He's I'm not even here. You're doing it. He's not here yet. I'm already doing it. But with the run game, I mean, we know how influential he's been there in San Francisco. I mean, we talked about it. you can plug and play almost any running back in that system. I mean, I don't know if you see the reports, Jake. I mean, take everything with a grain of salt. If we didn't see that during this coaching series. I don't know what we did, but I mean, you're hearing Jarek McKinnon. You're hearing all these former San Francisco 49er free agents that are already being linked to Miami. I mean, we joked about it. I think Jared Dokes coming here in the, with the right system with that <laughs> offensive line and rush for 2000 yards and be that darling fantasy football back that, you know, has haunted us or, you know, helped us win in so many fantasy leagues. But, um, dude, I am so stoked to finally see that run game and to see, you know, the layers build off that, the play action. You know, the defense is coming down and having to stack the box and finally respect that. I mean, it's going to be much different to have a guy come in here with, you know, his main purpose. I mean, sure, you know, you're focused on other aspects of this team, but his main purpose is coming here, work with Tua Tagovailoa, fix the things that are broken, and get that offense caught up with that defense. I mean, again, man, just getting goosebumps, thinking about the potential, but I'm going to take a step back. You're right, though, where they're going to fix the offense, and that doesn't necessarily mean fixing Tua, right? It can just be that they're fixing the offense where, you know, we see what he can do and the offense is going to work with that. We see what this offense is able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. I think that having that stretch run game only helps that stretch pass game, running through the air, all that stuff you want to do. Josh, the 49er running backs, you know, you go Matt Breida, undrafted free agent. Jeff Wilson Jr., undrafted free agent. Raheem Mostert, who was actually in Miami for a little while, undrafted free agent. Uh, So, Josh, the thing, I guess, that the uh, 49ers did that Kyle Shanahan does, that Mike McDaniel does that is so impressive, is that you can tell it's the scheme that works so well. You see how that offense operates. And it's kind of weird because we spent this whole last year, Josh, rooting against this team, wanting this offense to be so bad because we had that, pick and all of a sudden we're like yeah man that offense has been great what were we thinking wanting to trade picks with that exactly man and I think you know what we do need to think about is just how important this staff is I mean we talked about a little bit earlier but I mean none of these Mm -hmm. coaching hires would have meant anything without the staff in place another interesting thing though I wanted to talk about before we move on to that is um, I don't know if you saw it but I think it was in Peter King's Monday morning quarterback Um, he had a little blurb about the Mike McDaniel signing and he had I hear one positive point for McDaniel was Miami learning that Debo Samuel spent a half hour in his offense coordinator's office every Tuesday as that week's game plan was being finalized Samuel and a recommendation to Miami also 
also credited McDaniel with teaching him how to be a better pro. So, I mean, we all saw how explosive Debo Samuel is. You know, you see Dolphin fans immediately wanting to consider Jalen Waddle the next, you know, the Miami Dolphin version. We joked that it could be Lynn Bowden. But just to hear that, you know, this is an offensive guy. Again, you keep hearing the genius, those words thrown around, but he's out there, you know, taking the input from your star players and putting that to work. I mean, dude, that's pretty awesome. So I had to make sure I threw that out there. Josh, you bring up Debo, and I think that's a fun point, and I think that's going to be something we're going to hear a lot this year is uh, Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddle in the same sentence. And not to put the carriage in front of the horse here, Josh, but uh, we're going to take a couple days off, a little while off uh, coming up. But I think when we return, uh, we should – Bring back the book club. And I think the first one should be Jalen Waddle's rookie year and put it in that Debo Samuel lens. I mean, I don't think uh, they're the same type of guys, but we can sit there and say how excited we are to see plays that aren't, you know, bubble screens in the end zone and see, you know, that route tree that took so long to develop in year one, uh, what it can do when you have a offensive unit that is used to having these explosive players, you know what I mean? Instead of you have, you know, the four offensive coordinators trying to figuring out how to use these guys, um, a coach who already has a direction for your star players and utilizing their strengths in a specific way. I think that'd be a fun way for us to start the uh, book clubs. Yeah, man, I'm all for that. I can't wait to start the book clubs back up. I, you know, I don't want to flex, but I kind of do because a couple of years ago, someone dropped all these playbooks online, quick download these. I'm going to take them off all instantly. Dude, I found a Kyle Shanahan 2018 offensive playbook that I had. I shit Uh you not. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to incorporate those into some of my cut ups. So I can't wait to do that. But I want to tell you, you brought up route tree. I looked through this kid. You not, there are 27 pages of just wide receiver and tight end route trees. So uh, hopefully we do some cool stuff with that. This, um, over these next few weeks, but you're right, man. We're going to take a little hiatus here. I am expecting my third daughter tomorrow. So I'm glad that we were able to come on here. I'm glad this all got under wraps because dude, we got our coach. Now I'm excited to see what he has to say at that first press conference. Cause um, we all know that's why most of these fans truly fell in love with him. And the house is getting a little bigger. Josh, uh, can't say congratulations enough, but uh, you mentioned tight end route trees. And I think one of the biggest questions we have this off season is, does hiring someone like Mike McDaniel, even over a Kellen Moore, does that enhance the odds of keeping someone like Mike Gesicki around? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you want to come on here and talk about it, but it seems like, you know, in that San Francisco 49ers offense, you know, they want someone that can do a little bit of everything. And we can make jokes all day long that he can block on Twitter, but not on the field. So, um, again, I say that, but at the same time, any good, smart offensive mind could see what Mike Kosicki's capable of, you know, see what he could do in this offense, you know, with all those other chess pieces. So I don't know if it increases his odds, but I don't think the Dolphins can let him go, you know, this offseason. But we've said that about how many players before. Two, all of them. If we're going to be honest, we've said it about all of them. Um, Josh, the last thing we need to talk about here, and this is, I guess, the last piece of big excitement until we're getting into free agency in the draft, and that is uh, Mike McDaniel isn't necessarily going to hire a new defensive coordinator. Josh Boyer, certainly in play, which I'm actually a little surprised about because I thought him and Brian Flores were really close, uh, but I know nothing. That's just a random thought. Uh, but McDaniel, he could go Josh Boyer, but also, Josh, on Sunday, we were hearing Vic Fangio as a name that was all of a sudden being brought up that this could be a guy coming with uh, McDaniel to Miami. And all I could think about when this coaching search started, all we wanted was someone to bring in that solidified staff and bringing in someone like Vic Fangio, man, that screams what we wanted. And we're having our cake and eating it, too, where we still get that defensive mind that we really hoped for. 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, it would be great to be able to pair a guy like Vic Fangio. I mean, we know he didn't work out there in Denver, but his defense has always, you know, wherever he went, that defense was that top unit. So I love that that was the first name that started to leak out. I think he has the same agent as Mike McDaniel, but I also like to hear, you know, it's going to be his decision. I mean, I hated to hear mm -hmm. that you would ask your coach to, you know, inherit a quarterback, a defensive staff. I mean, none of that should be on the table. If you're bringing a guy in, let him do his thing. A couple other names that have been linked. John Embry, I probably, you know, butchered that name like I always do. He was the former 49ers assistant head coach and tight ends coach that was recently fired. He was actually replaced by Anthony Lynn. So there's a tight end coach, you know, assistant head coach has some experience there. So could McDaniel bring him on? And then another name that I know Dolphin fans are getting over the moon excited about. I don't know where the name came out, but Wes Welker, apparently he's the wide receiver coach there. Fun. So how awesome would that be? So there were some names. One other name I have to bring up is Wink Martindale, the former defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. He would be that veteran presence as well. And as someone on Twitter told me, he does own a house in Florida already. So, Josh, having a coaching staff full of names, fun names, on the surface is exciting as fans, but also it adds that interesting ripple of, you know, this is it. How good are the players on this roster? You wonder where that ceiling is. And we'd figure that out uh, quite a bit. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Jake, the last thing I want to talk about before we wrapped up, you know, we talk, talked about, you know, what we can expect. Really, I, again, waiting on that press conference, but I want to get your thoughts on him calling plays. I mean, he has not had that experience. We've heard that in every single article ever written about Mike McDaniel. You know, he doesn't call plays there in San Francisco. How do you feel about him calling plays? Because I know some people are up in arms about that. Personally, I would love to see your young offensive-minded head coach call plays. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Josh, I think when you become a head coach, that's like one of the things that comes with it, right? You don't give up those keys right away. I certainly cool with it. We saw, um, we saw what happened every time Brian Flores took over the play calling on the defense, right? It instantly got more aggressive. Uh, it was more do or die. And, you know, I think that offense would develop a certain feel under your head coach calling plays. And I certainly open to it, man. I don't, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't give him that opportunity if you're hiring, hiring him to come in and be that offensive mind. Exactly. You have to think that was part of the pitch, you know, just what he would do as games go on, you know, some of the analytics side of it, who knows, but um, you're absolutely right. If you hire this guy, I mean, if you had your eyes on him after a 40 to 50 minute zoom call, this dude wants to come in here, let him call plays, let him do whatever the hell he wants, man. The, yep. You know, the, the, the world is his oyster. Is that the same? 
<laughs> it has to be in Miami. You know, they're in total disaster control. I'm telling you, man, if I'm Steven Ross, again, it's not my money, so I can say this and not care whatsoever. I'm paying all the money possible for every assistant coach. Vic Vangio, you're paying him a number that doesn't, you know, you cannot say no to. That, that'd be my mindset, especially after everything the Dolphins have just went to, what the fans are dealing with. That would be my reasoning. And I hate to say it, but I mean, would you not, if you're Vic Fangio, you know, try to get, go to a place where maybe, you know, if they end up getting rid of the head coach, maybe you slide into that spot as an assistant head coach. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the thought process. Another name Dolphin fans have thrown around was Mike Munchak. So, I mean, we're sitting here trying to establish, you know, the, the monsters, you know, of Space Jam over here. So anything would be better than the four or five headed monster we had before, but um, time will tell, man, time will tell. And just like that, man, there is one game left in the NFL season. It's pretty sad. You know, Sundays for the next what? We root five, for? six months. It's tough because there's that dolphin bias. It was like in the season, man, we talked about with uh, Justin Herbert when he was letting the world on fire. There's that, you know, part of you that doesn't want to see him succeed just because uh, the Dolphins didn't pick him. They picked Tua and that fandom overcomes you. So I kind of feel that way with Burrow just a little bit, especially when you hear about all the tanking stuff. Um, but that aside, I think the Rams, I think when you look at their star players on both sides of the ball, man, I think those are the guys you root for. Those are the guys you look for in these big games. And that's why I think they might come away uh, and win that Super Bowl with Matt Stafford under center. Yeah, you saying that about Burrow made me think of how, you know, I, that one year what was it, two years ago when the Tennessee Titans were like one game away from the Super Bowl. I just kept thinking, I think it was in Miami, too. And everyone's like, oh, I want Tannehill. No, you do not want Tannehill to play mm-hmm. or win a Super Bowl at your hometown. So I can definitely see yep. that. I kind of I guess I want to see Matt Stafford finally, you know, get that ring. I think that he's a damn good player has been overlooked because he was in Detroit. So I just hope we see a good game, man. I can't believe, you know, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, again, a guy that I said was not even going to be coaching um, next preseason, uh, you know, they're in the Super Bowls. But, dude, should we, we be is- feeling salty? If So so say Jamar Chase, the Dolphins picked Waddle over yeah, Chase. Should. And yeah, should. should we be feeling salty about these two if they win the Super Bowl this year? You know, Chase being a rookie, Burrow in his second year, and the Dolphins, you know, got a new coach. Yeah. And then especially when you find out the Dolphins <laughs> literally, I mean, the owner literally tried to pay to get Joe Burrow on his team when it all came out. So, I mean, uh, I don't know, man, but hopefully we're, you know, a couple years down the road, we're talking about Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. Um, you can do the Star Wars reference. Is it a Padawan? I don't remember what it is, but, um, you know, hopefully this is finally that coach. It's going to get us over that hump. 38 years old, signed a four-year deal. Save us, Mike McDaniel. You're our only hope. <laughs> You mentioned it, Josh, coming up soon. I think it's probably going to be tomorrow or or in the next couple of days. He's going to have his uh, introductory press conference. Everyone can follow Houts on Twitter, H-O-U-T-Z. He is going to be tweeting about it. He's going to have some incredibly funny gifts. Uh, But whenever he's got a little free time, I can be found at jmetal94. Josh, I want to wish you the best of luck. I'm looking forward to seeing the family all healthy, reunited, and uh, ready to talk about some Miami Dolphins football and going, you know, what, 17-0 next season. I appreciate it, man. After this hiatus, we are, you know, full, all systems go. This is the year of the jump, man. So we're going to take over. I appreciate that. Can't wait to be back on here to talk about Mike McDaniel's press conference. Hopefully a Vic Fangio signing, you know, bring us that all-star coaching staff. But guys, until then, subscribe, like what you're listening to. Please reach out to us on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, SB Nation's Finsider Radio. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen.
ground. We're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number Yes, we're the 